You are listening to the Nosy Dragon. I am your dungeon master slash innkeeper, Justin. I am joined by my players slash patrons, Ben. Good evening to you. And Josh. How are we doing? In today's session, we talk all about character deaths. This episode was made possible in part by Paylor. Maybe more about them later in the episode. Welcome to the tavern, guys. Hello. Oh, my look, gosh, look man. Down. It is crazy out there. Is... Nearly died on the way in here. Did you lose another party member of your party? I did. Yeah, oh, my God. I didn't like the guy, so I'm not broken up. But everybody else did. So I... Kinda... He owed me money. Yeah. And now that's, that's just going to be gone. Yeah, Josh, you know, I, I know how you feel that. I felt the same way when my ex-wife died. Oh, man. Funny enough, it was your ex-wife that was my party member. Oh, what, what a coinky dink. Which one? The third one? <laughs> oh, man, it's so hard to keep track. When you've been a gold dragon for as long as I've been alive, uh, there's a ex there's roster. A uh, yeah. It's long. Yeah. But I uh well, death to us part is quite common. In my <laughs> <religious>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I also don't adventure like I used to, so you know, I just say it's a lot safer these days. Play it safe. Wow, yeah. till death do us part, that's not that big of a commitment for you then. Like it's just <laughs> more of like a fling than a marriage. Yeah, yeah. They always feel like I'm making a big commitment. <laughs> that's what matters. That's what so matters. They're you know, like, wow. Yeah, yeah, always up on the altar till death do us part. For sure, yeah, when you die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no problem. That's easy. Sure. Oh, that's cool. Pretty pretty messed up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I I had all my ex-wives assassinated. All right, so let's get into... Oh man! That deal. Bombshell. Let's keep. It's like a you know, kill four, get four free. <laughs> kill four, get four free. Uh, Assassins and their their very weird numbers of deals. You know what I mean? I'm sure we've done an ad on that before. Like, well, I only like needed one... to kill three people, uh-huh. but if I kill one more person, then in the future I could have four more kills. Like, it's, it's like if you, I, I know a guy. It's like if you kill. After your second lord, you can do a, a, a low-level politician for free. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a bundle um, I've heard other people have used. Give me his shady meeting location. I, 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 I could use it. <laughs> sure, that. I have a symbol on a deck of cards that'll let you know. Okay, good. All right, well, let's jump right into this episode before that joke dies. Um, <laughs> there we <yes>. go. <laughs> if it hasn't already. So, um, yeah, one of the, so character death can be uh, really fun, but it can also be really painful. Mm. Um, it can be, it can be exciting, it can be devastating, it can be really emotional, it can be hilarious, it can be um, really, you know, nerve-wracking, really thrilling. Yeah, it can be really satisfying. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think... Um, one of the things that I like to do is a DM to kind of bring a death, whether it was planned or it was out of the blue or, you know, I, I it was a deadly, everyone knew it was a really deadly encounter, but we didn't mm-hmm. know who was going to die. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I have music prepared. So I have a playlist uh, on YouTube. I have a bunch of songs 
that I've saved for just D&D purposes in general. And mm. I'll play some of those sad songs like mm. in the background. And sometimes I'll like start off a little quiet and then kind of like bring it up a little louder. And then, yeah. So I think in order for like bringing in music, music is a good part of it. But also I feel like it's just like setting the tone in general as a DM mm. to try to like bring that sad, you know, feeling in. So Oh, um, yeah. Like a few episodes back, I can't remember which one we introduced it in, but we came up with this concept called Spotlight, right? So if you haven't listened to every episode, that Spotlight is a thing where uh, the DM or player calls Spotlight. Everyone stops what they're doing, stops talking, and gives their undivided attention to that player and the DM as they go through kind of a one-on-one role-play scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could include another player, like two players are spotlighting together. Whatever it is, it's like, don't interrupt what's happening right now. So mm-hmm. you could use Spotlight for a character death if it wasn't planned, or even if it is planned, um, just to bring more attention and more sincerity. Yeah, um, yeah. Sincerity, the right word? Uh, s- s- <laughs> seriousness? Um, sobriety? Sobriety yeah. is a good word for it, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's very much like, this is a moment separate from all the other moments of the campaign. It's time to bring focus in. Yeah. So one of the, one of one of the best is that song they play in Lord of the Rings where like Gandalf dies. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the official song is called, but in my playlist it's called Gandalf Falls One Hour. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. It's just one hour of that really sad song. Um, I also have like a shorter version that's like four minutes, and that one has Frodo being like. In the yeah. background, <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to like to also vary up the songs because sometimes it's like you know like a sad death or a sudden death or like kind of a heroic death, and then like you know there's like definitely music to fit the uh, yeah the energy yeah. you're trying to go for for the scene. Oh my Those god, have to be sad when that or, sad music some... hits. You just know, you know, it's like oh yeah, someone's gone. Yeah, you could also do another thing is always use the same song. Mm-hmm. So there's a podcast I listen to. Um, I wouldn't I'm not going to say their names. I want to give them free sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> they're a great podcast. Um, they they were called Drunks and Dragons, but I think now they're called Greetings Adventures. And they almost always play the song uh, by Elliot Smith called Needle in the Hay. Mm. Oh, uh, my God. Wow, that is such a sad song. <laughs> it's just it's uh yeah so they'll play that song and when you start to hear that guitar strumming up in the background you're like oh no oh no <laughs> no no you, like please. If, if the dm and the player have planned it in like yeah. preparation you can start playing it like as the scene is beginning and then everyone's like oh my god something really serious is about to happen that can be a way to like sort of yeah. organically spotlight you know yeah, so I think um, if you if it doesn't need to be super serious, that's okay. The other thing is like sometimes people die and there just isn't time to highlight it um, because yeah, combat yeah. is really intense, um, and so you don't have time to like take time. So something I would suggest and that I've kind of done is kind of break the rules of uh, saving throws. So let's say someone dies in combat that wasn't anticipated; They're, they fail all three of their saving throws. Mm. Rather than just being like, they're dead, you lost your opportunity to say goodbye, 
you can, when the combat finishes and resolves, you can still have the players rush over and say some last words. Now, yeah. be be careful with this because some players will be like, but if he's still technically alive and still technically conscious, I can still technically heal him with a technical healing spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, he's not, he's super dead. He's failed all his death saving throws. I'm just allowing you to do like a cool thematic goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for example, in a one shot uh, we did uh, last week, Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. one of our characters was was bitten in half uh, and it was more than his total life pool twice so he was completely dead no saving throws um, in half and still the upper half got to do a, a tearful goodbye <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was, yeah, it was very yeah. emotional I'm so glad that that moment happened even if it wasn't you know I'm sure someone who's cut in half might still have some moment to breathe and speak but no one's going to be mm-hmm. healed up from that no way. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful if you know your players are the kind of players that just cannot handle that kind of stuff of like, but if he's speaking, I can still heal him. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, we've been doing 20 rounds of combat and he was dead in the first 18. <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> you might want to go for the, uh, the like, Jedi like ghosts instead, <laughs> ghosts. yeah, just like <laughs> speaking no, out in the yeah, ether. That's a good point. That's a good point. You could have a dream sequence where he visits everyone in the next long rest. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. to like if you if you kind of you can. I think it's like not totally out of the question to say to your players like he is fully dead, but you have a moment now to say goodbye. You know, uh, mm. I think, uh, and, and you're right. If your players are the ones that like just aren't able to understand it, but still that's definitely an option. And coming from a player's perspective too, I think it's always like, you know, you always want to have your character say their last words, you know, their last goodbyes. So I think it's important like to give that opportunity to like a player and yeah, just to be like, like, uh, the, the player was killed by disintegrate. And then it's like you pick up their ashes and the, the ashes like form a mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> that would oh, be a good time life. for a Jedi ghost situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also like um, another way that you can handle that situation and maybe give it some more gravity is like the players rush over to the, you know, the, their fallen comrade and they, they feel that they're completely dead. And kind of as they hold them as the DM, you can kind of like, Remin- like kind of reminisce with the players like you know the person who who you first met at the tavern who saved you from the giants you know mm. like this person and kind of like recap their character a little bit mm. um or even you can offer that up to the player to kind of like if you think they're they're like i don't know if you feel like they can create like a solid uh vibe for that moment then i think like it could be a good way to that's another way to like yeah. Or you can have kind of the combat kind of go around them, you know, like the stone in a river. Uh, well, two, like, well, one player who's nearby is able to say goodbye, you know, kind of on behalf of the party in the sense of like, yeah, well, logically, yeah. the ogre, bear, whatever, ogre, yeah. bear, goliath ooze will ogre totally <laughs> attack you Just... because you're vulnerable and you're like technically prone while you're whatever. But I'm going to have the monster ignore them and go after your horse or whatever. Um, so that you can say goodbye. There's a cool scene in the video game Red Dead Redemption 2 where if you have mm-hmm. a high enough bonding level with your horse, mm-hmm. and it, and it uh, spoilers here, um, so I'm going to wait 
just in case you haven't played it you're playing it whatever spoiler for the end of the game okay oh, great man. Uh, so if skip forward like uh three skips so <laughs> if uh <laughs> if you have a close enough bonding during the last scene in the game right before your yeah. main character dies you can run back to the horse when it scripted dies and you can uh say goodbye to it uh, you kind of hold to. it for a moment. Yeah, yeah. but you have, a, you have a tr- an opportunity where you can kind of hold it, cradle its head and say goodbye. Yet you're still being shot at, but you don't take any damage and none of the bullets hit you. They all miss while you're saying goodbye. Well, yeah. John yells at you like, get your ass. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you just get to say goodbye to your horse. So I think as a DM, you totally have the power to kind of stone in the river and have the water rush around the player and the chaos. Yeah, and yeah. And a little moment. Definitely, definitely. And also, like, a little rules breaky, but, like, you can, as an option, like, if you have a player nearby, you can allow them to, like, use their reaction to, like, sway off the the, the attacker, you mm. know, so then they can, like, say goodbye. Mm. That's, like, super, you know, like, if it's in the moment. But I think, like, giving the option for, like, someone to run, you know, like, run up and block the sword as it's, like, going to deliver the final blow. Yeah. Just so they have a moment to be, like... It's okay, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Speaking of those diversions, sometimes when you're setting up for a campaign, your players will express that like sometimes character death might be too much to deal with at all, and that that's not always the case. Sometimes you'll have players yeah. who like yeah. intentionally want there to be a lot of weight on like death and having death be a lot more common in their campaigns but it's important to note that sometimes you know when people get so attached to their characters as you can be in dungeons and dragons to lose them especially it's when true it's not planned out it can be really really yeah. heart-wrenching yeah and i think that's a good thing to talk to your players about and specifically like i think i think yeah like specifically how that player feels about their own character dying and i think also like you know, um, saying like, oh, this comp, you know, like, you know, this is just if you have, if you think you have a group like this, but like, oh, this combat's going to be really intense and likely, you know, people might die. We, I think that's usually DMs do that, but it's a good thing to like say to prep yeah. players. And, and if someone's really that yeah. in like a session zero environment where players told me like, oh, I'm not okay with my character dying at all in this campaign. What I did was I just told them to get the fuck out. it is hard because it's like it's such a part of the game yeah and then have someone who's like immune to like it's like you just have perfect plot armor and it's like well look all right you all already all the players have a certain level of plot armor like come on now like it's yeah what's the point of combat if you know you cannot die like it does eliminate a lot of the stakes for that person and then Sometimes it's hard to justify. They're like, well, I run into the dragon's mouth and then climb into his belly. (laughs) It can be kind of boring. Because it's like like you're watching a TV show that has 13 seasons and you know that the main character is still alive in the 13th season. You're watching season one and it's like, is he going to die? And it's like, no, I I know he's he's, he's fine. For the next 13 seasons. Let's move this along. We all know he's going to be fine. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) And that's that's the worst. Like it, it just cuts through the tension in the worst way possible. Just kills. And it also like totally breaks your like immersion and also like your like, yeah, like the feeling of uh, yeah stakes exactly. Yeah, because people die like all the time. It's just kind of life, especially if, if you know. Yeah, if, if your stakes are there, 
then you know that's what makes the moments of yeah, combat and tension it can and, be really adventure. unexpected too and it can be really sudden like you know you're just you're like let's say like you're doing a podcast right and then um mm-hmm. oh josh who's that behind you wait that... who oh god oh, oh my god that was the assassin hey. i hired oh oh my god, oh, my god. i miscommunicated the to and from oh shit wait know. No, 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 no. Uh, you're mm. going to get through this. Hey, 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 buddy. No. Drink this. I'm gonna, Come on. I'm, I'm oh, wow. crawling Yo. in the alley. Be careful. Uh, you're getting uh, blood all over the end. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's... I'll just I'll walk outside. Sorry. I... I... <sighs> I have, you see the sign in the wall says no dying in the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are just... Ah... <sighs> <sighs> I think he's dead. I think he yeah. actually. Damn. I just got it off an adventure with him. That's. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, moving on. So. <laughs> right. Right. Of course. Uh, so. To. Yeah. Let's... When to revive or not to revive? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, you know what this is. I feel like that's a very appropriate question here. Uh, if he owes you money, for sure. No. So. So I. I think. For... So, like, if you planned a, a death with um, your GM, I think this is important that... It, look, so, let's say you sit down with your DM and you're like, hey, I want to die next session, right? Yeah. So, it's like... It's, it's like that drug commercial. <laughs> ask if you <laughs> ask your DM to see if character death is right for your party. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, like, setting up uh, an incredible story beats with your DM... Right, making sessions really more a lot more profound and like really deep role play moments with story driven death can be really cool. So you set mm. up with your DM, you say, "Hey, next session I want to be killed by my twin sister." Right? Yeah. And I, I want her. You know, I know we're gonna encounter her soon. So I'd love for like you know I'd love to like break off from the camp tonight while we're doing our long rest and just like have a moment where I stare off into the sun or into the moon or, you know, into the river or whatever. And then she sneaks up on me and kills me. And then I know it's her. And then like, you know, there's the betrayal and she like talks to me as I die. I'd love to do that. And I, you know, cause I have this new character that I want to bring in. That I think would be cool for this next arc. Right. They're, or, they're clearly ready to move on from their current character, but they well, I'm not just that, but just like, this would be the appropriate conclusion to the character. Yes. Right, like this is it. Like everything has been building to this betrayal. Everything has been building to this whatever. Or like the player sacrifices themselves. So we had a, a session on an old campaign where a god required a sacrifice to come back to life. Mm. And the play, there was a dead god and the players were like, who gives up their life essence to bring the god back? And then one of our players volunteered, right? So like planning one of those moments rather than just in the moment, spontaneity, like having it sit down out of session set that up can be really really cool and if you do that it can be really cut and undermined by a player being like oh i cast true resurrect (laughs) yeah or like oh i know i know a guy who can resurrect him he's just in town yeah like i totally i have a scroll of resurrect i have (laughs) you know i have um I, i can cast i can create a celestial creature and then i'll bring in you know, an angel, and I'll have mm-hmm. it cast, uh, you know, re- resurrect, or I think it's called like animate dead. I don't know what it's called. It's it just sounds weird though. It's like uh, <laughs> raise dead, raise dead. It sounds like it could be necromatic. Yeah, so like raise dead, and then 
Oh, well, that, yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> and yep. that can really, so that's a time not to revive a character. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, like, first of all, completely agree. I think that, the, like, having there be, like, a very deep emotional connection to a character's death or that it fits perfectly with the story and acts as new motivation for the characters moving forward, leave it be. Let it be as it is. Players are already making a new character. It's fine. Um, however, if there's an instance where maybe the character's revival is just a as... story arc. Yeah, if that's just mm. as important and can even be like, okay, you know, things are kind of coming close to the end. Maybe they're almost there with the BBEG. And, you know, this player character has been bestowed the special power. If they die... And you go through the motions like, oh my god, this person we've been traveling this the entire time is dead. What, like, what are we going to do now? And then someone, maybe even like an NPC can bring it up, but like, th there might be a way to bring him back. That yeah. becoming the new motivation for the party can be so cool. Because then not only is it getting your other player character back, and maybe they, they get to play someone on the side while you're reaching yeah. that point. But like being able to bring them back and have that be like the cornerstone of their mission can be really really cool yeah i think the other thing you can do is if you if you do, if for some reason you or the player wants it to be a secret that this was intentional you can have their soul um trapped or just simply unwilling to return so that's, that's a big part of yeah. most resurrection spells it says if the soul is free and willing to return they are really resurrected right which reminds me um, this portion of the episode was made possible by the threat of death and eternal damnation. Uh, repent, you filthy heathens, and join Palor in his divine light. Okay, um, Mr. Paladin, you can you can put the sword down. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, all right. God, I was thinking we were talking about you know <clears throat> of all the ways for us to die. I didn't think that it was going to be an assassin for him. I thought it was going to be that guy. Yeah, I thought it for would be for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think oh he God. thinks it was a mix-up. I'm pretty sure it's because he's always cheating in those card games. Oh, my God. B-Dragon Ante <laughs> comes back, catches up with you. You know what? That brings up a really good point, specifically about religion as well, around like character deaths. Because we had an instance. Uh, I remember you were running a campaign where how someone died was very, very closely linked to whether they made their way to heaven or hell, or like the, yeah. the spirit worlds of the various gods in existence. Like the rules of Valhalla. Yeah, exactly. A warrior must die in battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So having those kind of set up uh, beforehand as a player, if you're specific with who your god is and what you want your afterlife to be like, that could also be something interesting to implement into um, your yeah. campaign. Either you died in the way that you are required to or wanted to, and you, you can even have a scene of them making their way up to this paradise or where they're headed, or you can have that the fact that they died in a uh undevout way be a, a huge weight on the party or that character themselves wherever they're going yeah 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 i'm actually so that that campaign where death was super important um yeah. i'm actually 
running that campaign again. Oh, cool. And a player died really unexpectedly, and they worshipped the god of night, which is you have to die during the night or in darkness. Yeah. Like, without any of the light that exists being generated from the sun Mm -hmm. and touching you. Right? So if you're in the mouth of a cave and there is light emanating from the mouth of that cave that's touching you, you're still... um, it's still possible for you to go to the the god of sun, right? The god yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of the of the day and be in in her heaven, which is what most people want. But some people worship the god of night. So we have one of our players worships the god of the night as as her unholy patron, and Ooh. she died during the day. But the <gasps> thing that killed her was a disintegration beam, and we like role played that the beam like cut a hole in the ceiling of the building causing daylight to shine into the room oh, during no. her death and you know speed of light so <laughs> she she died uh was disintegrated and oh found God. herself in the, the the god of the days temple in in you know on the sun <laughs> the surface of the sun right and she's like hmm and then that god was like hey uh, I, I've got a deal for you. I know that you're a warlock of my sister, the god of the night, and I want you to spy on her for me. Oh. I'll bring you back to life if you take this deal. <gasps> no. And oh, then she's so like, good. I'm not going to betray my god. And she's like, okay, well, you could all, or, or I can devour your soul and turn it into stardust. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? On second thought. <laughs> <laughs> you make a fine point there, friend. Oh yeah. my god, and that's so, so funny. She brought her back to life, right? So that was my revive, or not to revive, because the campaign was really fresh. We were like, you know, really on our like first quest. <laughs> and this 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 disintegration thing was like a background element that they weren't supposed to really interact with yet, but they did. And yeah. um it was a random chance who got hit by it and, and she got hit by it and died. Um she paid the and price. so yeah, that was a time where I was like, okay, we definitely need to revive this character because it's really young, it's really fresh, and this character, this player is really mm-hmm. new to the game and probably wouldn't enjoy too much just dying so unceremoniously. <laughs> so we turned it yeah, into something not. really cool by having the afterlife element and the whole faith and thing, and now that's like a big part of her character's development is like she's, you know, torn between two gods. Oh, um, my God. And so it became like a cool story beat rather than just ending that story and having it be really abrupt and unfun for everybody. Oh my God. Wow. See, that's the exactly the kind of thing that if you, you know, if you were playing it, that like, oh no, character death isn't a thing. You'd be missing out so much on interactions like that. Mm. Especially in the world where the gods are pretty real and there. Like Paylor. Yeah, actually, you know what? I mean, he's not still here, is he? The paladin guy? Uh, I think I, th- I saw him leave. I, okay. I doubt. I doubt he's still around. Because, man, what's the deal with Paylor? I mean, I sure, I get the paladins are pretty to vote, but honestly, fuck the guy. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I thought you left uh sorry no just joking i was just wait no what are you doing put it put it away ah! oh god oh that was oh, i was kidding oh, i was kidding he wasn't kidding oh. 
send my money to this bar. <laughs> I sure will with all what you owe me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Two deaths in the same session. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I'll just, uh, Mr. Pellin, why, why don't you take a seat? <laughs> Speaking of the matter of death. Um, yeah, it's, I think, so it can be, player death is, always, of course, a big topic, right? Uh, it can be kind of taboo um, to kill a character in kind of a random encounter. Um, for example, I, w- I was uh, DMing a campaign for Ben, and we were doing kind of a side mission. Not everyone could make it. Uh, to the session so we we're doing kind of a side quest uh and slash like an exit mission for one of our players um they they were moving and they were going to leave and we weren't playing online at the time so uh, we were like setting up a little one-shot side quest exit mission um and ben decided to join that you know and uh his character was killed during a random encounter um yeah, it was pretty crazy. Some random stuff was rolled and some damage was dealt. And his character was pretty squishy. His character died. And it was very upsetting um, for everyone, all involved. I was really like, oh, shoot. And um, Ben was pretty hit hit by it pretty hard. He, he shed a tear or two for the passing of this beloved character. He even had, like, uh, commissioned art for the character, which, in my experience can sometimes be the the unlucky charm for for that character. I had a player who created a character and then the first session which he which he played that character in, uh he was he was critical hit like three times in a row and then ra- rolled two natural ones on the death saving throws and he had art commissioned for that character the week before the first session. And it and it was like, "Oh my goodness, like <laughs> it's just so painful like this poor character, and we didn't. We were able to bring him back under some ridiculous circumstances, but uh, he wasn't too satisfied with it, and that and that really ended uh, his interest in that campaign. So a real a real shame. So there's certainly it can be it can, it be it should be something that should be t- spoken with with your players. So ow, something I've <laughs> cut my foot. Something I've done. <laughs> uh is what I'll, if i if i believe a death is coming uh for a player i will either message them privately like if we're playing online or i'll pull them into like a one-on-one chat so if like you're using discord it's great to have like a locked room that you can drag players into uh and and, and talk to them one-on-one or make a breakout room on zoom or just leave the call and start a one-on-one call on like facebook messenger or call them on their cell phone whatever you do um, just set the, call them, get them aside and privately speak with them, or you can message them and just be like, Hey, I'm pretty sure your character is going to die. Are you okay with that? Like, is there a way that we can make that more exciting for you? More pleasurable? Like, is there something you want your character to do right before they die? Is there something you've been waiting to use? Like, you know, just kind of get clear with them before that happens. Um, or if you're playing physically, just stand up with them and take them aside where out of earshot and just kind of whisper with them like, Hey, I'm pretty sure your character's about to die. Is that okay? Are you cool with it? And just kind of getting their consent slash getting them involved in that death, right? So one of the failures of the death of Ben's character in that side quest mission, you know, exit for another player was it was completely random. I didn't see it coming. 
and it just happened. And I should have been like, how much health do you have? Interesting. Yeah, you're at one health. Uh, you take 16 damage instead of 68 damage or something. Like, uh, it could have handled a little bit better, I think, in hindsight. Um, or had I rolled the damage and see, oh, he's going to die, that would have been a perfect opportunity to be like, okay, and step aside with him and be like, hey, man, I just rolled a crap ton of damage. What do you want to do? Like, I'm open to anything. We can we can roll it rules as written and just let you die. You can take, you know, we can just say that you fall unconscious. What do you want to do? What What's more exciting for you? What works for you? And I think that would have been fine. Um, I didn't have to kill him. We resurrected him. There was there was a loophole in the campaign. There was a ridiculously overpowered legendary item that the players had access to temporarily uh, where they could cast true resurrection infinitely. So it wasn't it wasn't too big of a penalty, but still it was really painful in the moment because it, it we weren't all present to the we've kind of forgotten about it. Like it was kind of in the back of our minds and it was kind of like, well, I guess I guess you're just dead. That sucks. Like on a side quest one shot kind of a thing using but it's canonical in the main story's timeline. Like, what an what a what an unfortunate turn of events. So I think certainly, like, yeah, always, all, you always have time to step aside. Um, there is no momentum in the game that you, as a DM, can't break. Also, as a player, like, you can just be like, hey, 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 can I talk to you? Um, rather before you announce your character's dead, like, how much you take sixty two damage, and then you'd be like. As a player, you can be like, hold on, can I talk to you? And <laughs> step, step aside with your DM and be like, yo, that kills me. That sucks. Like, that's so disappointing. Um, you know, I w- this is just some random encounter. Like, is there something we can do? Um, so there's always, there's always, it's a game. The rules are, are meant to be adjusted for the convenience and the fun of your group and your party. Um, the rules are written to make the fun more engaging, to give consequences when those consequences are fun, um, to to create structure, to create uh, story, you know, um, kind of rails in a good way, right? If if you can literally do anything at any point, it becomes kind of like I pull out my dragging slay, slaying sword, and it's like, oh yeah, well my dragon has his anti dragon slaying armor, you know, like oh yeah, well I have my acid of destroying dragon slaying armor, and it's like it can just it's like kids on the playground. So rules are important, but not so important that it overshadows fun no matter what. So I think just keep that in mind. Of course, you're smart. You probably already know that. Um, Paladin nods his head yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dying in combat versus out of combat. I think dying out of combat is really rare for most campaigns. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have I, have I ever had a character like die to an illness or uh, like a, just a story moment like dying? I guess we when that time when one of our players sacrificed his soul for the god, uh, he died out of combat. So I guess it has happened. It's exceedingly rare. So for the most part, it's it's in combat, which, you know, makes sense. It's the most dangerous time of the day <laughs> in, in an adventurer's life. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I guess preparing for dying in combat is pretty much everything we've already talked about. But dying out of combat, I guess, is like even more cinematic and, and definitely more uh, preparable. So I just I feel like, yeah, <laughs> same 
kind of more of what we've talked about. Um, <clears throat> so let's say a player isn't there. Is it okay to kill their character? So let's say the circumstances are player isn't there, but we started combat last week. So last week we started combat halfway through the session. The combat continued up until we had to end the game. And it's like, okay, guys, we'll see you next week. We get together next week, but, uh, you know, the player in question couldn't make it. But his character is still in the battlefield and still in the initiative order. Is it okay if that player being piloted by another player, the GM, does something and is killed for it? Is it okay to let them die? I would say no, not without speaking to them first. So I think you can call them or text them or get into some kind of communication as soon as you know that they're not going to be able to be there and let them know, hey, combat is going to happen this session or, hey, we're continuing combat this session. Uh, there is a chance your character could die if you know it's deadly. Uh, you know, you might not know it's deadly. So, uh, and just kind of let them know and go, hey, are you cool with your character dying? Are you cool with so-and-so piloting your character? If so-and-so piloting your character kills your character, is that okay? Some of them might be like, you know, I'd prefer if my character were to just not be there for some reason. So, like, maybe he could be kidnapped for the combat by one of the enemy players. So, like, restrained, no saving throws. Just the enemy, you know, restrains them and drags them off the battlefield um, or they're picked up by a flying bird or dragon or something and taken out of the combat temporarily um, or a god summons them for some reason and they're pulled away or or maybe we're just going to ignore them and just pretend like they're just not here um, which is honestly what happens most of the time when I'm DMing and this player isn't present I will forget that their character is even there and we will do the combat as if though they aren't um you know even if their their figurine is on the table or or their image is on the digital tabletop thing like often they'll just they'll just get ignored and kind of because they're they're not there to remind you hey it's kind of like when you have an npc or a a, a pet of some kind that helps you and then you forget that you have that with you um i remember we were playing in a campaign where one of our players had a donkey and he only got it because he had enough, he had money left starting from his starting gold. And so he bought a donkey just cause, and it was like session four or something. He was like, is my donkey with us? I was like, what? Is your, what do you mean? Is your donkey with us? And he's like, I bought a donkey. Remember? And it's like, Oh, right. So we climbed up this mountain and you were dragging the donkey along the whole time. Like, wait, huh? Um, so some, it's just like that out of sight, out of mind, if the player isn't there and honestly, that's, that can be kind of the best way. Like don't give an in-game explanation. Just, they're just not there. If that works for you, if it breaks immersion, then, you know, do the things I mentioned prior. Um, so another cool thing that you can do, uh, for not just character deaths, but NPC deaths, uh, is show how that character, that NPC, right. Their death impacted the world as a whole, right? So let's say you have a shopkeep in a particular town, and then you have that, that shopkeep die. The next time the players come to town, you can have a uh, his son running the shop or his daughter or her daughter or, or her, her son, you know, whoever it was, running the shop, and you can have them have some new policy, like no weapons allowed in the store or, um, I, you know, we don't sell to adventurers or perhaps... It's the son or daughter or cousin or some sort of family member or friend running the shop. And now there's a bunch of armed guards 
that they've hired to protect the shop, something like that. Or perhaps the shop is just closed down. It's boarded up. It's desolate. And in general, the town is struggling now because they don't have that shop, which everyone relied on for their trade goods, like their food, their necessities, you know, water, alcohol, bread, meats, you know, saddles, ropes, all that stuff. That one trader did all of the the work to get those exports into the town, those imports into the town, you know, and also maybe set up exports that the town uh, maybe there's a mine nearby and all of the mining trade went through that that innkeeper. So you could have a whole town die because of an NPC, basically, in the sense that, well, that one NPC was really essential to this small town's economy or something like that. Or perhaps that person was cherished and beloved by that community. And now you're hated. <laughs> Your party comes back and they're instantly hated and nobody's cool with them being there. Um or they hire bounty hunters. Another way that it can change is, uh, so one of my campaigns, uh, there is uh, a refugee situation where there's a bunch of orcs uh, that are being pushed out of their homeland into the humans country by an undead plague. And the humans are sympathetic to the orcs issues, even though they were warring in the past, there was a treaty, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And now there are the, all these orcs being displaced into the human land. And one of the first encounters is these orcs that don't speak common and they're coming to this town and they have a, a, a note from the king saying, uh, please give refuge in this town to this family of orcs. But the orcs don't know the customs and how to communicate because their culture is super different. And so when they first arrive to the town, it kind of resembles a raiding party. And the party is kind of left with this moment of like, do we do this diplomatically or do we kill them? And they're not yet aware of the whole orcs being displaced and refugees. And neither are the town because information travels slowly in, in the campaign because I'm kind of basing it on the medieval time period and and. Not only it's not like the, it's not like you can just open up your 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 iPhone and and look at the latest news and oh look at that there's a undead plague pushing the orcs out <laughs> like so um, yeah and some <laughs> I ran that I've run that campaign it's almost, it's kind of like a module I created and I've run that campaign multiple times some groups would fight and kill the orcs some groups would uh, convince the orcs to leave and not uh, accept their asylum requests and others. Would read would figure out why they were there, uh, and read the request from the king, and then explain it to the town guard, and then you know they would set up a little home in that area. No matter what they did, I would always reflect going forward how that impacted. Right. So if they killed the orcs, then the next time they see orcs, uh, there would it would have started kind of a war where the orcs were like, "Hey, we thought we were still uh, agreeing to the treaty, and you're killing." A family, and that family is that particular family is of note. Uh, they have they're they're kind of like uh, they're important in that 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 specific family is important to a really large tribe of orcs, and so it's it creates a huge political upheaval if you kill those orcs because uh, you know politics, and so then um, a war starts, and now there's an undead plague and orcs and humans fighting all because of one tiny little. You know, it was like 12 orcs or something. If the party decides to fight those 12 orcs, it changes the whole campaign's kind of heading as far as the background of these orcs coming into the human land. And that's something that it's 
can be really exciting as a DM and can be really interesting as a player to see how the world is impacted and evolved from a political standpoint or from a, you know, economic standpoint of how something can be impacted. And you don't have to like think of every nitty gritty detail, just kind of when you come back to a place, just, you know, is it improved by their actions? Nothing changed or has it gotten uh, worse? And then just kind of make a choice and then think of some cool things and reflect that in the town's area. If you're not great at thinking on the fly, write down some of those things and then maybe like roll on a, you know, write down like six options and roll a d6 and be like, oh, it got worse or, oh, it got better. And then a small descriptor of how and why. Um, We could even go even further and then have like another chart for each answer and then have like one d4 (laughs) for the specific way that it got worse or better. Um, and that way, making death more impactful. And if the players realize, like, oh, I can't, we can't just go around killing NPCs because we feel like it, because it will ruin our favorite places. Or it, um, you know, maybe we can kill the guards in this town, so we don't care, and we, we'll, we'll we will resist arrest. But eventually, word gets around what we did, because there are things like spells like speak with dead. So even if you kill all the witnesses, there's still possibility that a delegation of paladins or clerics could be sent to that town, and then the clerics speak with the dead and they find out who did it. <laughs> who killed you? This guy. <laughs> it's like so there is no surefire way of not having something reported. Uh or perhaps, you know, they have the those those soldiers have a, you know, an insurance policy on their lives and there's a wizard who has a clone of each one of the <laughs> of the guards in, in the city. And so you kill a guard in the city to avoid be, capture. And then that guard clone, he, he wakes up in his clone and reports your crime anyway. <laughs> that would be pretty excessive for, uh, you know, that would be pretty crazy. Is this, is, the clone spell is a pretty, pretty high level spell, the high cost. Um, but it's a thing. It's something to consider. There's many ways, the same way that you can come back to life many ways in a campaign. Uh, NPCs should have those options as well. And so I think, uh, you know, some, sometimes bad guys should just be bad guys. NPCs can just be bad guys and you just kill them. That's it. No saving throws. But, um, yeah. Um, sometimes I also do give NPCs saving throws just because they are an important NPC. So often I'll give a villain saving throws like a big story chapter crescendo, you know, uh, capstone NPC, I'll give them saving throws. So like last week we had that NPC that, that killed uh, one of the players in the one shot got cut in half that player, that NPC died prior to that, but I gave him saving throws and he like came back to life on the, the natural 20, right. Came back to life with one HP and was able to do one more attack before he died uh, completely kind of a thing. So story-driven stuff can be really exciting. Uh, and sometimes just throwing some death-saving throws can be cool for an NPC that players really like and not just having them die outright. Um, or uh, for a villain that's really compelling or really cool. Or perhaps uh, a, a lesser villain, like the henchman of the main villain. The players killed him as they were infiltrating into the, the main bad guy lair. And so perhaps... After he was dead, they didn't double tap and make sure that he was dead and they left. And then he survives the saving throws and comes back later as chapter two's better villain because he's like, I survived. And, you know, so that can be really exciting. And it can be rules as written because you've rolled for it. And there's nothing that says that monsters don't get uh, saving throws. 
Best of my knowledge. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Jump into the comments. I would love that free engagement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let us know uh, if that's wrong. I believe there might be something somewhere in the monster manual in the preface where it says something about like typically monsters don't receive saving throws. Uh, I think it says that. I don't know for sure. Um, yeah. So sometimes uh, you don't necessarily need to kill a character if a player is kind of done character and it's it's time to say goodbye um you know so but sometimes there is a time when it's it's a good place to say goodbye to a character and to let them die um so you know it doesn't have to be a big moment but you're just like okay i feel like i've completed all of this character's backstory things and i don't really know where to take them going forward uh, sometimes it can just be a good time to say goodbye to that character and you can kind of kill them off without killing them so they can retire. They can go to their farm that they always wanted or return home to the city that they lived in and retire as an adventurer. And essentially they're dead, right? Like, you know, if the party meets up with them again, <laughs> you can have them have like lost levels and things like that or whatever you want to do. And then it's like, essentially they're dead. Right. But, uh, they didn't die when they left the game. So that's that's something you can do. Yeah, anyway. So uh, I don't want to kill you uh, with boredom. Continue talking to this about this topic exhaustively. Um, and I've got to do something about Ben's body uh, before it uh, the blood starts to coagulate. And uh, it gets a lot harder to clean up once it you know starts to to gel and dry so i'm gonna get a bucket and a mop and uh i'm gonna drag his body outside and uh yeah josh's body died like right in front of the building so that's not good so i gotta get to cleaning those up um yeah i'll catch up with uh with you later probably probably like you know next time we get together to do this kind of a thing but uh Oh, I'm not looking forward to cleaning up all that blood. Oh, where's my wand of precipitation? That's I need that. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.